Oh, well, man, so no Clay Ferrero tonight. I think Clay just dipped because the Dolphins are out of the playoff race, so Clay's like, I've had enough. Uh, but I got Dookie Lang, almost as good or maybe even better, our uh, local <laughs> 10 talented producer and reporter and anchor and you name it. And tonight, podcast guest on the Miami Sports Pod because uh, we're going to recap what happened in Tennessee on Sunday, Dookie, and we're going to talk, obviously, big picture as well. But starting with I think the most disappointing part of Sunday, I mean, they lost. It's We're not shocked by the fact that Dolphins lost and now are eliminated from the playoff race. But just the way they did it, it was one of those like Groundhog Day, last year the Buffalo game. It's always in this ugly, depressing fashion. And it happened after this team had won seven straight games and everybody had their hopes up that maybe they were ready to make a run. Yeah, and it's about both quarterbacks, right? Because they got beat by Ryan Tannehill, who was here – in South Florida for what seven years? Seven years. And trust me, there was always the question: Is he the man? Is he not the man? Is he good mm -hmm. enough to? We went through this entire spiel with Ryan Tannehill, and here we are, and Tannehill plays a perfectly Ryan Tannehill type game. This was thirteen like, of eighteen, hundred twenty yards. Yeah. I was laughing the whole game because he literally does the exact – it's almost like when I go to a wedding with you, you have like four moves that you do. Tannehill's got like four moves. He does the play action. He can throw it down yeah. the field. He, he can does run a little, little bootleg. He does a little bootleg. He does yeah. some, you know, good ball. That's it. That's He's like a – he's a four-trick pony. And but he didn't turn the ball over, though. Didn't turn the ball over. But he didn't turn the ball over. Important. Meanwhile, um, we watched the Dolphins' defense obliterate Ian Book on Monday Night Football on Monday – and then six six days later, Tua Tagovailoa looked a lot like Ian Book. He just looked lost. Yeah, he looked he, he, he looked, looked like the stage was too big. He looked overwhelmed. He didn't do any of the things that make Tua Tagovailoa special. And yeah. you know, I, I think I think there's a lot of talent there. But you know, Tua's talent is his efficiency. It's his quick decision making. It's his maturity. It's it's. It's a lot of intangibles, and the tangibles were just brutal. I mean, he couldn't he couldn't handle the center exchange. He couldn't handle a play action pass. He threw what should have been an interception. He threw what was an interception. He we see Jalen Waddle in this picture. He had one nice pass to Jalen Waddle, but that was about it for Waddle. Uh, it was as bad a performance as Tua could have had in as critical a moment as he could have had. So yeah. it was the ghost of Christmas past, Ryan Tannehill, obliterating at least the ghost of Christmas present, perhaps the ghost of Christmas future. It was the worst possible way for the Dolphins to lose that football game. Yeah, I think too, what's, look, Clay and I talked about it a few weeks ago, and I told Clay, I don't know if it was after the fifth or sixth straight win, whatever the case may be. I said, Clay, you know what, what's, what stinks about this hot streak for two in particular is he is not getting much praise for what he's doing, and that was entering the day as the most accurate pass in the NFL, 70% completion percentages, very short, accurate passes, for the most part, avoiding the big turnover, though he usually made one, you know, kind of like boneheaded. You kind of wonder what the heck was he thinking throw a game. But overall, Tua was playing a lot like you hoped Tua could play. And what ends up happening, I said, Clay, you know what's going to happen? He's going to have a stinker. And that stinker may come in New Orleans. It didn't, even though he didn't play great, it didn't. Or it may come in Tennessee or New England, ended up coming today on Sunday in Tennessee. And when you look at a big picture, it erases any good that he had. And this is the disappointing part. It's the, it's the instant society we live in. Look, you and I are sitting here taping a podcast, right? Talking yeah. about this game and the big picture of it. 
less than what, seven, eight hours after it ended. And yeah. now we're looking at this, like from a big picture perspective of what it means for Tua. It's unfair. It's life as a quarterback. You yourself post game asked Tua, what did you specifically ask Tua? Hey, what does this, you know, mean for people out there or continue to say that maybe you're not the guy, if you're the guy yeah. and his answer to you was what? Okay. So the reason I asked him what I asked him is because he is a lightning rod for whatever reason, both locally and nationally, Tua is someone who people love or people hate. There is no mm. middle ground on Tua. I mean, there is no which is odd for Dolphins fans in particular because you would think they love him because they want him to succeed. Right. And there's no, there's no, he's a second year quarterback. He was hurt last year. He's gotten better. He's shown a lot of signs. He's, a, there's no like critical analysis. Very him, few, right. Very it's either Tua ground. is the yeah. next coming or Tua is the worst thing ever. And they got to go. And so, so what did he I, say? What did he say specifically? So I said, after a game like this are going to be people who are going to say that you cannot be the guy to lead the Dolphins to the playoffs. Okay. Why are your detractors wrong? Okay, so what I, I was basically teeing them up to say, listen, here's your chance. People are going to say all these bad things about you preemptively. What are you going to say? And he basically said, since I've been here, people have had strong opinions about me. I can't control that. I got to focus on what I can do, what I can control. And that's how we get ready for next week, basically. Um, so he gave you the, he gave you the cliche answer and I get why, did. because two is the kind of guy that he doesn't like to involve himself during the Deshaun Watson rumors. He did yeah. his best to deflect uh, during the times that he has struggled in the last year and a half, almost two seasons as a dolphin. Uh, he has tried to deflect and I get it. It's in his personality. It's in his DNA. He doesn't like to make excuses and he doesn't like to big, think more than just the task at hand, the game that just happened or the game that's ahead. But I think, you know, part of our job, part of a fan's perspective is you are always thinking big picture and the future. Well, I also didn't want to, I also didn't want to, I didn't want to zing him in the sense of like, I wasn't out to, to make him look bad or make, I wasn't. No, it's a fair question. It's a fair question. This is, this is what's going to be said. Like the, the, if you turn on any radio show tomorrow, everybody's going to be. Oh, this week, the national shows, the the national. So, so I was basically saying, here's your chance because there, the doubters are going to be as strong this week as you've ever faced. What do you want to, and he, he didn't really say, you know, my play is proving it. He just, he just was like, this is what it's been like since I've been here. Like I, this is, this is what it's been, which he's right. I mean, it's the reactions on him are so bizarre, mm-hmm. you know, will, and, and I'm curious because a lot of people, when, uh, when the dolphins didn't trade for Deshaun Watson at the trade deadline, a lot of people said, okay, now we're going to get a clean mm-hmm. sample of Tua. We're going to get seven, eight games where we can find out what Tua can do He's going to be healthy. Can that he, was number unfair, one, can though. he stay healthy? Yeah. And number two, here we're going to get like a real sample size to figure out like, is he the dude? Well, here we are. We're week 17. Is yeah. he the dude? And that's the thing. It was unfair back then. And I said this to Clay and I said it to you. We talked about it on our Sunday show. The, the reality is it's too small of a sample size to go either way. Now, I guess, let me rephrase that because it could have gone, if the Dolphins would have won today and gone to the playoffs with some momentum and won next week, obviously, you know, like you win nine games in a row heading to the playoffs and your quarterback's playing well, you could sort of sort sort of form an opinion that maybe he is the right guy. But I think too many people judge Tua 
based on other players. Like they look yeah. at Joe Burrow and they look at Justin Herbert, which by the way is totally fair as two former first round picks, you know, the guys that it liked two or top five picks and Burrow. One in division and knocked the Dolphins yeah. out of the playoffs. Today. Exactly. And are headed to the postseason potentially as right. well in Herbert. So when you look at that, yeah, it's it's a tough standard. They do it differently too. Tua was never going to be the throw the ball down the field 65 yards. I mean, Herbert made another throw on Sunday. He made one a few weeks back Insane. against the Giants. Yeah. And you sit there, you're like, there's like two, three guys in the world that can make that throw. The other being Patrick Mahomes. I don't even know who else could be outside Aaron of that. Rogers. Even then Aaron Rodgers to throw it that far and accurate. I mean, it's not really been his game. He's, he's a precision passer. Obviously could throw it deep, but point being, he is always Daniel graded Jones. on that. <laughs> yeah, please. He's always graded on that as Tua. And it's a tough thing to grade on because he was never going to be that. So we sometimes have to understand you got to grade Tua on what Tua can be. Accurate, smart, avoid the big mistake. But here's the problem that happened on Sunday that's going to bring those naysayers out. And by the way, whatever criticism he gets nationally, locally in the next week, and you know, as the season ends now and they're not going to be a playoff team, is fair based on what happened on Sunday because all the things we talk about to a potentially, right? The lack of arm strength down the field. And then you say, well, he doesn't turn the ball over. Well, he turns the ball over twice, including one that slipped right out of his hands and led the Titans points in a close game. Uh, not being able to push the ball downfield when you fall behind. Two is great when you have the lead and you counter your defense and you can dink and dunk your way down the field. These are all things that unfortunately for Tua and his resume in two years, those are marks on his resume that I think as a, as a staff and as an organization, you can look on and wonder if he's the guy of the future. You know this, Duke. You know that I'm a Tua fan. You know that I believe yeah. that Tua with the right you know weapons around him, offensive line, could be a playoff caliber quarterback for a long time. A, a guy that with a good team, a good defense, ground the game. But the problem is... I think what he's starting to show is that he probably can't elevate guys. He probably can't be that guy who's the elite quarterback that makes everyone around them better. And as a top five pick, you have to wonder yourself, was he worth it? Then if he's not that guy and this offseason, do we have to look elsewhere? If we can get a Deshaun Watson, if Aaron Rodgers shakes free and is available, if Russell Wilson is out there to me, the answer becomes, you know what? You almost have to, don't you? You almost have to if that caliber of player is potentially out there. Well, Tua could have planted his flag in the last two games of this season. I mean, that's what he could have done against Tennessee today. It's what he could have done with this long stretch. And I, I think the, the reason that people were looking at this long stretch of games is because he had one of the most unusual starts to his career that any quarterback could have. His senior year at Bama, his last year at Bama, he gets the hip messed up. He has to undergo surgery. He gets drafted in the middle of a pandemic. He has no offseason. Everything is virtual. Then there's all that Fitzmagic business where he was in the game, and then Fitzmagic was the relief pitcher. So he didn't really get that. Then this year, fast forward, goes to New England, gets a win in the first week, and he gets hurt against the Bills. Mm -hmm. So then he's hurt again. So then it, then the question becomes his durability, his availability. And so he finally had a stretch of games where he played up to his expectations and the Dolphins were playing really, really well. It wasn't just Dan Marino style where he was flinging yeah. it 80 yards. That's not his way, but it's ball control. It's precision. It's utilizing all Isn't his weapons. Isn't it kind of what you expected? Like, you know, when people compare, would say to me like, well, Tua can't do this, but didn't we know that? I mean, coming out of college, accuracy, efficiency, smarts, 
not turning the ball over, leadership. Those are the qualities he has shown for the most part in the NFL. And those but are those are good qualities. You can win. You can win you with can those win. qualities. And they did the seven problem, in a row, by the way. But the problem is when you go, you know, when you beat the Saints when they don't have twenty-one of their players, yeah, it's a different absolutely. story than when you go to Tennessee, who has a good defense, who has one of the best rush defenses in the NFL. Dolphins didn't didn't run the ball consistently. Duke Johnson had a few good runs. Finally they, got going, yeah. But, but that, you know, and the other thing, I mean, it's worth noting in all of this stuff working against Tua is the Dolphins offensive line was abysmal today. They were yeah. absolutely, he got sacked four times, he had trouble with the exchange, they couldn't run the ball. I mean, it, it's, and these are not excuses. This is the reality. The entire team played badly, but we've spent the first 12 minutes talking about Tua because he's the quarterback. But this was an opportunity, you know, you mentioned the comparisons of possibly going out and getting, I don't know, Deshaun Watson or Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson, somebody, a proven commodity. Tua did nothing today that would make the Dolphins, when Chris Greer and Brian Flores sit down in front of Stephen Ross and Stephen Ross says, I want an elite quarterback. Tua did nothing today where Chris Greer and Brian Flores could look at him and go, you have one because he didn't play like one. And this yeah. was the most important game of the season. The fact that it was against Ryan Tannehill, besides being It poetic, stings a little. stings it, a little, yeah. I mean, it just, like, emphasizes. Because for years and years and years, Tannehill was the polarizing one in Miami. All of a sudden, he goes to Tennessee to back up Marcus Mariota. He wasn't even there to start. He goes as a backup. He gets Derrick Henry behind him in this ridiculous running game, and he's winning playoff games. So... This is one of those situations where if the Dolphins were to decide to go in another direction and Tua were to get another NFL job, I could see him landing in a place and doing very similarly to how Ryan Tannehill did and building a nice career. I think Tua is a good player. I think you could win with Tua. Mm -hmm. I just think that, you know, he's he's not look, he's not he probably is not Joe Burrow, right? Yeah, he's probably not Joe Burrow. He's probably not Justin Herbert. That was always going to be the case against him. And if you're going to gauge his future on that and I guess decide on what you're going to do with him on that and that's what you want to look for then go find it then because if it's not it's not going to be Tua in that sense he can't be that kind of guy he could be the kind of guy we just talked about and by the way none of this is new today Sunday right didn't change my opinion on Tua Tungvalu one bit much of what you just said right now with help with an offensive line with running game with playmakers. And so I know that there are people listening or watching that are going to say, well, then why the heck did you draft the number five overall? You don't draft a guy number five overall. Who's just going to be the piece that can kind of with everything around them be good. Well, because guys like Mahomes and, and guys like Burrow, they don't just grow on trees. If they were that easy to find, right. And that you could just find them anywhere. Everybody would try to have one or have one. I mean, they're, those guys are so rare that, going to get a two at fifth overall, right? And trying to get a guy who can be that type of quarterback, like what two can be, is not a bad thing. It's only a bad thing though, when you had the opportunity and passed on getting that other kind of guy that I just said is so rare. And he'll always be compared to Herbert because of it. Cause Herbert looks like he is that kind of guy. And in college, it, at times it didn't look like Herbert could be that guy outside of his talent and two will look, be, look because of his leadership and because of his smarts and the way he played to his strengths could translate. It's translating to a point, but when the guy that got drafted right after him and a guy that you could have had now looks like that superstar QB, 
I could see why fans are excited, which look, we've had the question down there, Dookie, a bit is, you know, should Tua be the starting quarterback for the Dolphins in 2022? We got a whole offseason to talk about it. The Dolphins mm-hmm. have now been eliminated. I get it. It's 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 probably early, but this is what we do, right? As fans, as media, we start looking ahead. But should he get the opportunity? And if he doesn't, is it only because you do sign a star player? By the way, let's look at Tua's stats this season through uh, with one game left in the regular season. I mean, the accuracy jumps out, right? 67% of his passes, just about 68% of his passes. Um, to answer your question, I think if they can do better, they should do better. I mean, I, I know that kind of sounds like a cop-out answer, but I think a good program, right? If if Brian Flores is running a good program with the and Miami Dolphins. Flo, yeah, there's Flo's and, record, 23-25. And if, he, if he's yeah. setting up the program of what the Miami Dolphins are going to be for the next 10 to 15 years, if that's what he's setting up, then the way to do it is – competition every position every year so but, but, but competition to what, but is it not superstar though is it not if you bring a superstar there is no competition if you well, go no, out and you no, get to sean watson there's no competition but that's but that's the point the point is that tua has to compete for nothing's given so tua had his season he had his time he was the best option for this season but if they can go out and upgrade tua and that you know that's something people people always talk about it during training camp, right? Whenever whenever teams when they used to have preseason, I don't know if they're ever going to preseason games again. But when they used to have preseason games, they always used to say you're not competing against the guys on your roster. You're competing against everybody in the NFL. You want to put good stuff on tape, on tape uh, yeah. compared to Show everybody in the NFL. And so Tua, as much as he was competing against Tennessee today, he was also competing against every other quarterback option that the Miami Dolphins are going to have this offseason. And when mm-hmm. the Dolphins go back and evaluate what we think of the quarterback position, they're going to include today's game. And then they're going to look at wh- who else they yeah. can get. And, Will, I mean, it's a no-brainer. If they can get Aaron Rodgers or Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson right now, that quarterback is better than Tua. That's why, though, by the way, that's why Tua, I'm glad you said that, though. I'm glad you said that. And this is the only reason I'm cutting you off is I'm glad you said that. To me, the list stops there. If you can get one of those guys, look, Deshaun Watson, yeah. we talked months about his legal issues yeah. and, and whether that gets resolved. I, I'm yeah. not going to get Obviously, into it now because yeah. so no, much I, of I that does that depend on that. No, it, it, it kind of almost it factors, it, it goes without saying. For the purpose saying, of evaluating yes, to a, we're, yes. we're, it goes without we're saying. realizing it or anything like no, that. Deshaun but. Watson is a phenomenal quarterback who's got some serious issues going on off the field yes. that he needs to resolve yeah. one way or the other if he's ever going to play yeah. in the NFL, whether it's the Dolphins or someone else. Correct. But if that does get resolved, we know the Dolphins have interest. If somehow, whether an Aaron, again, I mentioned Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson yeah. because they're the star older quarterbacks that are supposedly yeah. disgruntled or want to move on. If guys like that become available, it is a no-brainer that you have to make that kind of move. My question Look is what more when Tom the Brady next step. The Bucks. Yeah, but my question is the next step. It's not the no-brainer. It's like, do you? You're you're not going to use draft capital, are you? Early draft capital on a quarterback? I don't see that happening. So, do you then say? I mean, is a Nick Foles, a Teddy Bridgewater, or Jameis no. Winston? A, nope. You know, all these names you go down. None and I'm just those, throwing picking names those. out of a hat. None of, those middle tier, none of those middle tier play, because the truth is, and this, this is where the overreactions kick in, right? Mm-hmm. Tua hasn't had, I mean, this is. How about Jimmy Garoppolo? Two. There's another guy that could be loose. You know, do I, do I see the Dolphins saying those guys give me a better chance to win a playoff game in the postseason with the roster we're building? And my answer is kind of like, I mean, it's no. I mean, I feel, I feel like Tua, like the next step for Tua, so. I'm, I'm, I think the next step for Tua is 
to perform well in a game like today, right? To it was a to big, perform, big perform, chance that is, he blew. No it, it doubt. It is a critical, no like the next, he has, I feel like there are things that he has proven this year. He has proven himself to be accurate, right? He is tough. an accurate, he was, t- he's tough. Tough. He, yeah. his teammates like him, his coaches like him. He is respected. Learns he, from his mistakes, tries to work yeah, hard. He bounces By the back way, has well a hard, let, can we not at least talk about the offensive line just a little bit? Yeah. Oh, I mean, they yeah. they have made improvements throughout the year. They were yeah. terrible. And it's and, and no quarterback, not even the best of the game, could perform at the highest level they want to with an offensive line yeah. that has been so inconsistent. And on Sunday, they weren't inconsistent. They were just bad. Now, I give them credit. They've gotten better in some areas as the season went on. But when you look you know, at, at Jesse Davis and you look at the game Austin Jackson had, you look at some of the struggles, this offensive line needs a major, major revamping in the offseason. And that doesn't matter who the quarterback is. That needs to happen. I mean, we're basically saying that he had no time. He had no one to throw it to other than Jalen Waddle, And he mm-hmm. had no running game. But other than that, they gave him a great oh, that, pass. Yeah, go beat but Patrick Mahomes. They, but they did have a heck of a defense. And so, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I think if you can get elite, if you can get if you can get an elite quarterback, like the guys we mentioned, or maybe someone who's, who we can't think of at the moment, who is an elite type quarterback. If you can get an elite quarterback, obviously that would be an upgrade over Tua. But I think over the course of time, I think Tua is going to get better. But I think he blew it big time today. I really, yeah. really do. And Can I, I tell you something I, too? I don't think the people have the patience. What's up? I don't think the Dolphins are going to have the patience needed no, for they Tua. Might not. Uh, and, and with Stephen Ross, it's mentioned a million times being 81 years old, and 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 you know this guy wants a championship. He spent so much money in this franchise and in revamping not just the team but the the stadium and the resources. I mean, this man wants to win, and I think if you just tell him, "Hey, be patient with Tua. He could be okay. Build around them," or the option is get me a star QB who I can just plug in there, and he's a superstar. I think what he goes for a hundred times out of a hundred is that star QB. Yeah. And I don't, I, mean, I don't know if that's in the, the best long-term interest of the Miami Dolphins, but you know, if they, they do have, let me say this. Well, they have a defense that's good enough to not only be in the postseason but to win postseason games. I know they had mm-hmm. a bad game. I know they got trampled on. They got run over, gave up almost 200 yards rushing, bad weather. I understand they had a bad game, but that defense is good. That defense yeah. is 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 a quality. quality they have nice defense. pieces for their future. You know, they got to figure they out do. what to do with Agba. You know, and obviously Mike is sticky on offense. I think I think you know? their piece is their scheme. I think I think when their defense is performing at its best is when they got seven guys on the line. Then they dropped it back. They got two guys. They just start mixing it up. I think Flo has a, a very creative defensive mind, and it mm-hmm. it really expresses itself via this defense and has led to a lot of success for him. So I think that side of the ball can go places. I think one of the other problems, by the way, is in terms of a coordinator or a guru or someone mm-hmm. coaching up to a, there are, you, you always joke about it. You're the king of memes. You have a million funny memes with, you know, all the offensive coordinators that they yeah, have. Many of them, man. I think that matters. I think on a day when Tua doesn't have it, who is he going to? To say, hey, guys, George Godsey, I guess it, it's windy. I'm not getting a good grip on the ball. Nobody's open. We're not running the ball. Mm-hmm. I'm not playing well. Help. How do I play better? Who is he going to? And so, yeah. you know, I, I don't see the support structure. And I know everyone's saying excuses, excuses. But I think, I, I mean, think it's... if they do decide to keep him, they're going to have to help him. 
and then he is going to have to help himself. And the, the thing that to me is a shame of this is because Tua is so polarizing, this game is such fodder for, for people who hate on Tua. Oh, it's going to be this game. This this is going to be the this is going to be the highlight reel that showed. Forget about any good thing he did this year when two has talked about this offseason. The ball flying out of his hand, the picks, the near picks, the the lack of accuracy to them. 18 of 38. That's just so untua like. He had a few drops, but he had a lot of bad passes. So I think. Look, this ends the conversation for now on this season, but obviously it ends it at the same time beginning it because now with the offseason beginning after a game against New England, the questions are going to start up again, and the Dolphins are going to have some big, big things to think about this offseason. Whatever happens with Deshaun Watson, whoever else shakes free is available. I think as we end this now, I think Tua is the starting quarterback of the Dolphins next season, barring the Dolphins' ability to get a superstar quarterback. I don't think Tua gets replaced by an average middle-of-the-pack QB. I don't think they draft a quarterback to replace him. I think they go for a star. If a star doesn't come, they use their resources elsewhere. They try to keep building around that very talented defense, go improve the offensive line, find a consistent ground game, and then see how Tua let him roll into year three. But Sunday was disappointing. And, I mean, what what is it now? And how do you disappointment? Yeah, had to be of like of, of, 20, of, 20 years of disappointment for this franchise. I mean, I mean, when yeah. we when we were doing pods back in, uh, you know, our basement, not not on <laughs> video Zoom, some sort of fancy program you can back it. I don't know what you've done. Uh, brilliant. But, uh, you know, we what, what I'm telling you, man, the, the, the irony to me oh. the part that makes me laugh so hard is how many times have we had this conversation about Ryan Tannehill? Oh, and I mean, seven years worth of time. We spent seven years of is Tannehill the guy? Should they get a star? And then here Tannehill is, and all he needed was a was a good system, good I mean, defense, a, a, a Derrick Henry, a good you know, and, and a good and, staff. And, and all of a sudden Tannehill is you know going for that number one seed in the AFC, and he's and he's torn again. I mean, listen, how many times has Ryan Tannehill kept the Dolphins out of the playoffs? But this time he actually meant to do it. And on that, we end the Miami Sports Pod. Uh, we one more game we look ahead to for the Dolphins against New England at home. That'll close out. At least he's not then, facing the guy who used to back him up, so people could create that storyline. And then all the questions begin to solve. So always <laughs> appreciate you listening, uh, subscribing. Appreciate Dookie uh, stepping in for Clay. Clay's uh, too focused on the Saints right now. He's worried about that. He's worried about the Saints that's, in the playoff. But yeah, put your mask back on. Let's get back to that's work. That's how people. Yeah, exactly. All right, we'll talk next week. That is Miami Sports Pod. Thanks again for listening and subscribing.